Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to the USL show sponsored by Roughneck Scarves, your home for men's and women's national team USL and MLS scarves, as well as custom scarves for your club or personal use. Check them out, roughneckscarves.com. This podcast is also produced by the Beautiful Game Network of Podcasts, which we are very proud to be a part of. Definitely check the whole network out at bgn.fm, as well as on Twitter at the BGNFM. Real quick, uh, shout out to Hugh Roberts. Yeah. Immediately, this is not true. After being on our show, decided to uh, to get backyard footy uh, in with the network, which is also not true. But uh, you know, it's always always nice to have more people join, and especially you know players. Um, it's just it's just really neat. So it was, it was cool that first episode, ha- them giving their perspective, and yeah. you know, I like hearing the hard feelings from players. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that uh, oh, I, sh- I guess I should introduce myself though. Uh, I'm your host, Evan Blola. Uh, sometimes I call myself the gayest thing in USL, which has been um, uh, unfounded, but is also uh, something that you can't really prove. So, yeah. you know, whatever. Uh, joined sometimes by my soccer colleagues, sometimes by my soccer acquaintances, but they're always my soccer friends. And for the next hour or so, I will be your moderator host or maybe even your facilitator of a discussion of a bonkers week in the United Soccer League. That's right. We cover the USL from coast to coast. Um Joining me this week, we have a short staff crew, but, uh, you know, nonetheless, the man you kind of heard, uh, the waviest man in the St. Louis metropolitan area, the cream in your Irish coffee. It's Phil Grooms. Phil, how's it going? What's up? Going good. Skeleton crew is what I I had prepped for the intro. Yeah. I work on my intro sometimes. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. (laughs) And then uh, then the only other uh co-host we have this week if usl had an equestria he's our rainbow dash if you think he hates your team well one is because he has facts to back it up and two it's because you're right it is pony pony how's it going yeah, pretty good i apologize in advance for the skeleton crew meaning you have to hear more of me than normal this week yeah good get thing. ready for that drop of of listens right in the cincinnati area baby <laughs> anyway didn't win yeah it went well hmm yeah i was there at that one um Guys, in Cincinnati news, FC Cincinnati trying to prove that they are the second best thing to come out of Cincinnati, Ohio. Phil asked me what the best thing to come out of Cincinnati, Ohio is. Hey, Evan, uh, there's been yeah, a Phil. question I've been wanting to ask you. Uh, what is yeah, the best that ever came out of Cincinnati, Ohio? Uh, there's a little band called The National that are from there. Oh, well done. Well done. And they are from Cincinnati, Ohio. So. I was trying to think of sports teams, and I was no, I was, no, no, no. It's not sports teams. It's a band. Never sports teams with never Ohio. sports teams. Exactly. Hashtag never sports teams. <laughs> um. Yeah. So Cincy probably maybe has their stadium. They have the land to build a stadium in play. Good for them. Yeah. So that's neat. And they're also going to be called uh, Football Club Cincinnati because German heritage. A little gross. It's a little. It's, I mean, like I get it, but like it's uh, like uh, like I don't know. It's unnecessary. Like I don't care. I don't care, which well, is cool. Like it's okay that you don't care because we're all yeah. still gonna say FCC or Cincy. You know? Right. Like it's not gonna change anything. Um. So I, yeah, I mean, it's fine. Like it's one of those things where if you want to do it, go for it. If not, you know, take it or leave it. Really is is how I feel about it. And if you're going to compare other things like Real or Dinamo, right, right. just as bad, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's kind of like the, the gimmicky for the sake of, hey, look at us. We have relation to international sports. Kind of like my feeling when Reno came up with their name. It was one of those where like, I don't hate it, but especially for Cincinnati to almost rename themselves as they make push to a jump. It's like, the, okay, that's pointless because everyone's still going to call you the same thing and it's just kind of like a hip, like a hey, the hipster move is like the look how cool we are. Mm-hmm. It's like ATL UTD two, where like we all just ignore it, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's worse. It's just <laughs> said something. We all know what we're gonna call them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other newsy news this week. I was two games off on a new Obasi suspension. Uh, suspension. So I'm not the I'm not the disciplinary committee confirmed. Um, and I saw that um, Suni Saad won Player of the Week, which is wrong because it should have been Stefano Bonomo. Hmm. I would have gone with whoever the Orange County keeper was. I forget his name, but he had a great game. It's true. It's true. Anyway, guys, uh, let's get in the results from last week. Let's just get into it. Why not? Mm-hmm. Um, starting things off, 
Salt Lake City took care of Seattle, which is not surprising. Um, final score three to one. Um, we all had this going that way. And in fact, uh, who am I looking at? Pony and Ryan and Kev. So two people that aren't here in Pony had this game dead the rights. Uh, but we all had a win. Um, yeah, no, no real surprises. I mean, SLC still seems to be a team that you don't want to face. Mm-hmm. So yeah. <laughs> you could easily make the argument of the best team out there right now. I, I'm almost well, especially after what happened with some with the other team that I think is the best team. Exactly. In the I was going to say the same thing, but we can't. I, I think SLC might be the best team in the league. Um, yeah. Moving on from there, LA and Phoenix. Uh, not as many goals as you'd expect from Phoenix out of this one, or not as many goals. Actually, Phil, you expected one goal from Phoenix. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, weird that they didn't get two or three against a, a struggling or at least a, a very poor offensive team in, in Los Dos. Um well, the reason yeah. I picked 1-0 was on purpose on this game. I'm, I don't always have a rhyme or reason that I do my picks, but on this one, Phoenix really underperforms away for some reason. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't see them scoring a lot of goals away, but they usually come out with the results. So, um, you know, good for Phoenix fans and good for me for picking right, I suppose. But, um, yeah, on the road, they're not going too crazy with the goals. Right. LA also, I think, has an underrated defense where they have all 11 people in the field. That hasn't been the case for a few weeks, so they've gone down mm-hmm. to 10 and 9 men quite a bit. But if they're full force, they're not a team that is going to get blown out too often. They're going to lose a lot of games, I think. But they're not, they're going to steal some 0 0 1 1 draws here and there. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, India Nashville, which featured probably the goal of the year. But what right. was that? Did he sod one? Yeah. I, well, was it goal of the year or like weird Matt Pickens blunder led to that one? I mean, it's it's a great strike to get it. Like I can't get a ball on frame from thirty yards. No, five yards. Um, but you know, that's that's a good strike. Yeah, it's probably going to be on at least a top ten of the year. That had so mm-hmm. much movement on it. I mean, Pickens is a good keeper, but he had no chance with that break. Yeah. Good job on the media coverage because are the you know the guys who took care of the digital media because that shot of the curve was crazy good. Yeah. Right. Yeah, real time it didn't look too impressive. It looked like a keeper error. Then you see it from the other view. It's like, oh exactly. wow. Like I would not have gotten to that. And I love the guy they cut to right before they showed the curve was the guy showing the curve with his hand, the hand motion of the curve. Yeah. How great the goal was. It was it was just good TV right there. Yeah, I think this game was a pretty good one, though. The, Nashville gave up a couple goals again, although the first one was a really a really bad defensive error, mm-hmm. as opposed to, I mean, the second one was just beautiful shot. But the first one was the defender went for a header, completely missed it, and just caught out of position and easy goal for Saad. Mm-hmm. But overall, I think these are two teams that are both are be around in the postseason at this point. Yeah, I'm, I would say they're, they're both teams, though, that are underperforming for what I expected. Mm. I'd agree with that. We, yeah, I mm-hmm. think a lot of us thought they'd be competing for home games. They're right. going to be like the five to eight seed group. Sure. Yeah. It'll be hard outs, but they'll be the five to eight seed group. Yeah. I I think it was really good for Indy to get a win. I especially agree. at home. Yeah. Um, Cause yeah. I mean, if they can, if they can establish and you know, all the, all the murmurs and, and chattering about attendance aside, if they can establish, you know, Indiana basically is as you know a hard place to come into and play um then then they'll be fine because honestly I think the the better foothold you have at home in the east the better off you are um true, true. hey speaking of footholds at home oh New York wow. Red Bull 2 5 meaning the team that plays in New York for Red Bull but isn't the MLS one the one below them five goals the Tampa Bay Rowdies nil uh if yeah what happened there if yeah if you say that you uh you saw this coming you are a liar and you can stop talking to me wait that was kevin talking kevin's here yeah is kev here that weirded me out i was like that was really weird hello kev welcome it's a half like a minute ago i was waiting for someone to acknowledge him (laughs) oh geez i'm sorry uh guys it's uh it's it's our version of of chuck polinick and elliot smith uh kevin mccamish hey how's it going and I'm, I'm great. Are you eating? 
Resident you know, SL creep. Okay, great. It's one, right. from, it's one minute from the time I thought we were going to start. And I was like, oh, oh, I'll come up here and kind of chit-chat and before we start recording, and I'll eat my dinner. And I'm yeah. like, oh, son of a gun, we're already recording. What the hell? Okay. Kev, if if I may, just to, to catch everyone up to speed, do you have any thoughts on, on the first, or what is that, three matches of last week? Um, No, I have no thoughts. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Kev, Hard you're joining analysis. us at an opportune time, which is where we all freak out about how the New York Red Bulls 2 beat Tampa Bay Rowdies 5-0. I know, right? Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that was a thing that happened. Um, Pony sa- says about this because yeah, Pony, what what's up? How's it I, going? I watched highlights. I saw lots of goals from Red Bulls. <laughs> so no goals from Tampa Bay, which is weird. Did you think they left those on the cutting room floor? Here's my question. <laughs> Maybe it's a little both, but did Tampa Bay crap the bed, or did Red Bulls just do such a good job? I think it's almost both. Tampa reverted to their 2016. Wow, we suck on the road, or 2017, I guess. Get my ears mixed up, and it's still April. Self, where they just are not good on the road at all. And New York turned back into their team that won the championship by blowing everybody out the entire season, and it coincided to a 5-0 game. I think if you told anybody, there's five goals scored in this game, what's the final score? <laughs> New York 5-0 might be the last one you pick. No kidding. Um. But- you know, really what I think it comes down to, Phil, is that New York Red Bull 2 were able to turn Red Bull and Arena into a fortress of empty seats. <laughs> um, and that really threw off Tampa Bay, who's used to playing in front of more than 100 people. Um, the, the echoes made them think they were playing 22 guys. Yeah, they were like, what did these fans do to like get a ban? And they freaked out. And and in actuality, it's just that no one no one went. Um. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know if we should really read too much into this game because I'm, I'm, a, I'm imagining it'll be the exception instead of the rule. Um, but man, what a, what a result for for Red Bull. Yeah. Where's Storm Brown right now? They could use him, huh? Bring him back from Scandinavia. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think against the game just proves that Tampa Bay on the road is not that great, but at home they're probably still one of the better teams in the league. And New York, any game, any single weekend, could show up and be the worst team in the league or annihilate the best team in the league. It's just who knows what's going to show up. I mean, to be fair, like as far as the score, what surprises me more is that Tampa Bay didn't get any goals. Like Mm. if it was five, four or five, three to New York, that would make more sense in my mind onto how things normally work up there than this five, no result. Yeah. By the way, I meant, I meant, uh, Damian Lowe. Sorry about that. Oh, Mm. okay. Uh, next match, Charlotte Independence versus North Carolina in the, um, now I'm blanking on the name because I'm terrible. I don't know. Someone said it should be called the Sweet Teacups. We could call it that. Hmm. I'm okay with that. It's a pretty, it's a pretty cup. I don't know what they call it, so I apologize. But, uh, yeah, North Carolina wins, um, which is not what we were expecting at all. Um, another team I think that needed a win, needed a, uh, a road win. Well, I mean, they have the road win, but they, they needed a, a road win against a I don't know a better opponent than Richmond, maybe. And and Charlotte's probably, um, I don't know, a little unfortunate, maybe not not too happy to see this one end, you know, two nil in North Carolina's favor. Yeah, I was losing. I was losing uh, faith in North Carolina and their goal scoring abilities a little bit. They became what I thought OC was going to be for me, um, which is you know I like the way they play, but they're not going to be able to pull off the goals. Obviously, OC mm. did a pretty good job of that, and and North Carolina has been kind of bad at that. But here they are scoring two against Charlotte. I I still don't kind of know what to feel about either team though. Yeah, I don't really buy into either of these two teams much at this point. I think they're going to be floating around that bubble of maybe these guys are good, maybe they're bad. They should be beating the bad teams, but I don't think they have really much of an argument to beat the good teams on the most part. I mean, this is North Carolina's first win at this point, which is surprising. I don't think anyone saw them losing three straight to start the season. And same with Charlotte. They've been doing okay, but I think this is more a regression to what we expected, where North Carolina's a little bit above average and Charlotte's average, but 
both these teams are really hard to understand through the first few games. They look good at times, and at times they just look really bad and out of shape. Yep. Nailed it. And then in case you thought that Pittsburgh was going to come back against a, a bad Ottawa team and score a bunch of goals again, may I remind you who their coach is? <laughs> Lily Ball. In 85th full minute. 85th minute. So Pittsburgh. well, here's a question. So yeah, yeah. yeah. If if Nico Brett scored a hat trick, he's he's not going to play ever again, right? Is that, I think is that, is that how it works. He, Bob Lilly would would instruct somebody to to like tear his ACL or something. <laughs> Can't have you scoring three goals. Get off yeah. my team. Uh, yeah. Someone might want you. Yeah, Nico. Listen, whatever you're doing out there looks great. I need you to stop. <laughs> you know, I, I'm just I I really like it's fun. It's exciting. I'm tired of it. You know, you can leave. Um, we'll we'll figure out a way to like fake get you back into college or something, and you can you know score tons of goals there. Um, but you know, I I won't have this on my team. I don't know. I never watched the Rhinos that much back in the day. Um, did they? What did their attack look like? Because I feel like the uh, nothing attack. until about the 80th minute. I just feel like the Pittsburgh attack actually looks pretty good and exciting at times. And I didn't picture the Rhinos being that way. Pony, I know you used to watch them. Were they exciting like this? I, I mean, I like what I see from Pittsburgh's attack. It just hasn't quite paid off as much as I thought they should every game. Yeah, this is not quite the Rhinos lily ball because the attack has been much more dynamic and it's like these guys could actually score goals if they start converting chances more. But I mean, that's what lily ball is. It's where you down defense of, hey, if you're going to try to bunker, we're going to draw you out. If we're going to bunker ourselves, draw you out and start beating you on long balls and counters. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's because Pittsburgh's not played anyone too good yet, but mm -hmm. they've been a lot more offensively oriented than they have been in the past, which is kind of interesting to see. I'm not sure if this is really a matter of maybe the best team they've played being Penn. I don't know, yeah. but it's, it's one of those. I'm really looking forward to the Cincinnati game. Yeah. I think that's going to be the big metric stick of is Pittsburgh, this defensive juggernaut as they haven't allowed any goal yet through four games. That's, I don't care who you play. That's impressive to get four straight shutouts, but it's, it's not quite the lily ball we've all grown to make. Well, maybe not love for everybody, <laughs> but it's, I always appreciate it because I, I play defense. I just love watching this grind down and frustrate the offense, then steal one goal late when you catch them sleeping. But I don't know. I'm, this this weekend will be very, very big to say where this team actually is. Yeah. Uh. Louisville to well, I I think the surprise in this game is Louisville gave up a goal. Maybe I don't know. Uh, two one win for Louisville over Richmond. Um, they continue their, um, well, being Louisville, I guess is is, is the way you can put it. Um, really solid team. I don't know. You know, Richmond, honestly, good on them to keep it close. Um, I think that's encouraging. But for Louisville, it's just kind of business as usual at this point, especially at home. Yeah, I, I logged into the scores and I saw that Richmond was ahead one to zero. I was like, they yeah. win? And then I saw halftime. I was like, oh, okay, calm down, Phil. It's Louisville does all their damage in the second half, usually, it seems mm. like, at least so far this year. So, you know, if they're down at the half or if it's zero zero at the half, it's like business as usual because they always seem to figure it out and win, come out winning on the other side. Um, and also Richmond kind of stole one Richmond style. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, you know, I, what was it? I forgot what kind of, I think it was a corner or something like that. But, you know, they got that goal. They earned it, um, but they gave it up. They had a chance because Richmond does defend well as of late, last few games. But there's mm. Louisville being Louisville, like you said. Yeah, this was definitely a game that Richmond could have at least got a point out of if they played a little bit better. Mm -hmm. It's I think Richmond's better than people think they actually are at this point. People saw Richmond last year and go, mm -hmm. oh, these guys are horrible. They've started this season without too many quality results. But these guys are like the Richmond at the very end of last year. They started showing up. They started winning some games, started playing better. 
they might not be really relevant in the playoff picture, but they really could play spoiler to at least a few teams. Yeah. Yeah, agree. Uh, Seattle and RGV. Um, Seattle comes out on top here, three to two, um, which isn't what we were thinking. Um, well, except for Phil. Phil, you had Seattle winning. Was there any reason for that one, or is that just to snag some points? Uh, only because they were at home, I had them winning. Um, and par- that was my one pick this week where I was like, I want to be different from everybody. I always do that with at least one game. Um, but yeah, they look better this year, and RGV doesn't seem to do well away. The one thing I'll I'll mention if you didn't watch the highlights is the uh, the keeper giveaway was hard yeah. to watch. Yeah, I yeah. like that. Oh no, <laughs> there's like yeah. a Seattle keeper held on the ball for too long, gave up a cheap little goal to tie it up early on. Yeah, well, Seattle played well. I mean, they scored in the first minute. I'm not sure if it's the quickest goal. It's probably not the quickest goal of the season, but they went up one nothing very early on and went down two to one actually in the second half and then came back again. These are both two teams that are interesting, for lack of a better word. Yeah, they they have the ability to be very good and also the ability to give up really dumb, stupid goals. And we saw a lot of that on display. True. Yeah. Um. And then Phil, you guys took on uh, I almost said St. Louis, which doesn't make any sense. Uh, Los Dos and won by a final score of one to nil. You and I both predict and Ryan predicting this uh correctly so right pat in the back for us but uh you know any anything uh anything in this game that that stuck out to you it's kind of a couple games in a row i think uh if i'm not misplacing the order of the games we've played but st louis has put a lot of chances on you know a lot of chances created and just not finishing um we're also down several players you know wallfall is out greg is out um our uh, sorry um Herzog is out um I'm so bad at names even the most famous ones but um you know we got like four guys out and so you know we started with Valeski up top not much to replace him if he got hurt um other than Dequa who's a totally different kind of striker um so anyway the chances were created and there were a lot of missed finishes and that's something to keep watching because St. Louis has been continually doing that and um you know Anthony Poulos was not, he didn't shy away from it. He, my, one of my favorite things about him is he always nails, like kind of calls himself out and says, this is the worst thing we did today. And then he, he kind of cleans it up a little bit by saying things like this, which is at least we're creating the chances. I feel like that's harder than the finishing. I think the finishing is going to come. So I hope he's right. I tend to agree with that, but something to watch with St. Louis, not finishing their chances, even though they're, they're creating them pretty well at home. Yeah, Reno's team, not Reno. St. Louis is a team who I think could get it's going to get a lot better as time goes on. I could see them hovering around where they are now on the table and then catching fire come June and going on a good run. They have they have the potential more than some of these other teams in the same pack. Yeah, they kept um, something else to keep of note. They they kept the same fullbacks slash wingbacks in with three in the back, and so I thought they were setting up super defensive because of the injuries. But they put three in the back, and they uh, pushed their their wing backs crazy forward. They were very attacking. It was more of a three four three than it was a five something something, whatever you want to call how they set up. And uh, I truly liked it. Um, you know, the wingers just need to work on getting those finishes in. Valeski needs to work on getting that confidence to to get those finishes. He could go on a run if he keeps if these. Uh, Chances keep getting created, so it was cool to watch them in a three-four-three. Very nice. Mwah. Yeah. Um, and from there, San Antonio and Orange County. Which um, guys, Orange County is actually good this year. Yeah, I mean, this game was closer than the scoreline says. I believe the Orange County keeper had eight saves. So it wasn't like they completely blew out San Antonio and they had no chance. It was just Orange County capitalizing all of their chances and San Antonio wasn't quite able to do that. I think San Antonio is going to be like St. Louis. The team gets better as the year goes on. They get healthier and get people back. But Orange County, they're the, I think they might be the surprise of the entire league 
of how good they actually are. People had them, I think we had them like 10th before the season started. And at this point, they're definitely in the conversation for a top four spot, not only in the East, but probably even top five overall. Really, really cool team to watch. They've become my favorite. You know, if I wasn't a St. Louis fan, I had no, I could just pick anyone. It'd be OC. They're just a lot of fun to watch and they're underdogs. It's like all the, all the best traits of a team you want to pick. If you're picking a team out of nowhere, um, two things, like one thing about this is that OC for me is a stock rising team as, as pony just said and laid it all out. Um, San Antonio for me is like a stock falling team. Mm. Um, I'm thinking of like the San Antonio of two years ago. That was kind of middling. They weren't a standout team. Um, I, I'm kind of starting to starting to harken back to that team a little bit. Granted, they went on a run last year at the end of the year that you know took them to where they did, and they looked really good in that run. So obviously, that could happen very, very, very easily. Maybe more so than St. Louis, even because they've done it. Um, but right now, I'm not liking San Antonio, and I think my my predictions are going to be a little bit low for the next several weeks till they kind of start proving me wrong. You know, when when they get the nickels back, Orange County. They're gonna they're gonna light it up on the West Coast. They were so smart about the players they <clears> got back? in in their no no the Nichols family was one of the three families in the OC. Oh yeah, that went over my head. I know it's always so much funnier when I, <laughs> but they're so they're so obscure that I have to. <laughs> anyway. Oh, see, uh, no, um, yeah, sponsor of the podcast, Lauren Conrad, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Phil, what were you talking about? Oh, I don't know. I was just saying, I, I thought those players, they right, man. That's fair. their loanies were really good. They've worked out, I think, even yeah. more than they expected. So they did a great job putting this team together. Right on, right on. Kevin, any thoughts on the show or that game? <clears throat> the show? No, I don't yeah. think I've ever seen the show. Honestly, um, the game though. Binge uh, watch it together. I, I, I don't know if it's any good. I'm not it's really. It's not, it's not my type of show. Um, <laughs> the the result. I mean, I like to see them doing well. I'm gonna be happy. I'm gonna be happy at least in the end of the year to see one of the at least one of the teams I picked to be in, the, in a top spot in the playoffs. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> Kevin is a genius because he picked Orange County. Guys. Well done. No, next. it's pure luck. <laughs> oh, oh, all right. Okay. Guys, the next game between Split Park Rangers and Oklahoma City Energy FC didn't happen because every week. Has it been every week we've had something postponed? I, I think. Oh, maybe not week one. I don't think we had anything postponed in week one, but week two. I think on average one a week, right? Or is it? Yeah, one- sounds right. Oh, it's right. Average because week three we had two games postponed. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So one one per week on average. The wheel of arbitrary postponement strikes again. <laughs> they spin a yeah. They spin a wheel at the like league that. office. This isn't true. Um, and then whatever it lands on, they postpone that game. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You guys can't hear it. My dog got in a fight tonight and got stitches, and he's over here moaning at me. Oh, no, dog. <laughs> guys, guys, positive vibes to Phil's dog, please. Yeah, poor Charles. Sorry if you hear him whining. It's all right. Speaking of positive vibes, uh, Colorado Springs feeling away. 4 nothing over Reno, which is not. Again, the uh, the 5-0 New York win of the Western Conference this week was Colorado Springs beating Reno 4 nothing. Um and away, that's an away win too. Yeah. And away. It's very true. I just didn't see Colorado having that sort of attack or like that that type of ability to score goals. I mean, a win wouldn't necessarily surprise me, but again, the number amount of goals and especially the fact that Reno couldn't get any back is shocker. Yeah, I mean, Reno losing Oxford, Kelly, and Weehan is looking like a complete disaster this year. Yeah. Granted, they started bad in their first season. They what they first season they started out with uh, three losses and two draws for the first five games, and then caught fire from their own out. But this team doesn't look like they have any chance right now. They need they need to bring somebody in 
to replace those big three players they lost, and they haven't done it. Mm-hmm. And until then, until it happens, this might be the Reno we see week in and week out. Which I'm is... fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> At least for next week, just hold out. Don't okay. improve. Don't improve Reno until after week six. Okay. Did the Quakes take Weehan back? Because I thought he was there week one. Was I wrong about that? I think he was there week one, and don't know if he's been there since then. Dane Kelly syndrome. Yeah, a little bit. Remember, when Weehan was there, they scored three of their four goals in the season. Yep, exactly. So, who knows? That's a team that's going to be interesting. And what does that say about Dane Kelly? Makes you wonder a little bit, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Weehan. Yeah. Uh, Las Vegas and their llamas drew. Oh, Las Vegas and their llamas and their dispensary uh-huh. drew Sacramento Republic one one. I didn't read this story, Kevin. Did you? Uh, you mean about the dispensary? Yeah, that's all I want to hear yeah. about. <laughs> oh yeah, they they've signed an agreement and are now partnered with a marijuana dispensary because that's <laughs> never happened before. And and Evan and I were discussing that. I think I swear to God, the people that run that club, Las Vegas, have two lists. One is things that clubs have never done before. Another list where it's things that clubs would never reasonably consider ever doing. <laughs> and then each week they just take a dart and throw it at the wall, see what sticks, and that's your that's your announcement that week. I love it. Llamas. No one's ever done that before. We've got llamas. <laughs> Guys, we get high all the time anyway. Can we just pay someone to do a thing? (laughs) Yes. Next week's announcement, you know, overweight podcaster with a bum knee gets signed to the club, and I'm going to be apparently some bench player for Las Vegas, I'm sure. So that could be any of us. Why is it only you? (laughs) Yeah, why is that only you? Because I have dreams, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Llama dreams. Llama dreams. Yeah, I'm gonna be a llama mascot. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's true. It's true. Um, yeah. So a draw here. I think that's a little well, maybe not surprising, just because I think Vegas is actually also actually good, and and Sacramento. Um, it's a nice goal off a corner, but I, you know, I I don't know. I don't think they're like Sacramento of years past, where they're really just clicking. Yeah, both these teams are overrated right now to me. There's no way they're both top four teams in the West. I think. I mean, I think that. (laughs) Would you say they're rated too high? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, of course, everyone is. You know that. Uh, Not in however many. It's not legal anyway. But I think, especially Vegas, is getting lucky. They're still. They still have. I think more than half of their shots on goal have been goals and that's not sustainable by any means. And Sacramento was the better team. They went down very, very early on a corner kick and then got to go back on a corner, which for Sacramento almost never happens. I think they've had one or two in the last three seasons. They just can't score on a corner, but they got one in this one and that's all that matters. But these two teams are both interesting. They've, both shown that when they play well and when the things break their way, they will. They have the ability to take control and win games when chances offer them. Chances come up and to say they can win the games. And I think their season will basically come down to how many chances they get and if they continue to convert the chances they get at the rate they do. But I wouldn't be surprised if both these teams slide out of the top four to be road teams by the end of the year. And Vegas's case, I think they could. I think if one of the teams misses the playoffs, it's going to be Vegas because they've just been insanely lucky all season long. And well, it's Vegas, but that has to end sometime, right? (laughs) I mean, I don't know if Vegas is going to be a good road team, but at home, I mean, I'm starting to kind of, I'm, I'm as, as my pick, you can see from my pick, I picked Vegas to win two to one, just like Evan did. I'm start, I'm starting to get into his boat where it's like, I mean, it's insanity, and usually that tends to favor the home side because yeah. teams are to come there and just go, "What WTF? What's going on, man?" Hey, so and can... you know yeah. there is um, there is an expansion hockey team out that way that's doing pretty well for themselves right now in the playoffs. So, yeah, I mean, I think doesn't melt. Yeah, I think Vegas has probably been outplayed in four of their five games this season, but. 
they've been doing or through their four, however it works, but they've been holding on and that's what matters. If you could get outplayed and get points, more power to you. Yeah, that's true. And then the uh, last game of the week, Bethlehem Steel won Cincinnati FC one or sorry, FC Cincinnati. The rebrand wasn't that way. It was, it's, it's the same. Um, yeah, yeah you know, it, uh, it's football club Cincinnati because they have a really deep German heritage in Cincinnati and they're going for it. Okay. Yep. Basically. All right. Evan, you with, and Brian, with a accurate summation of how everyone feels about it. You and Brian Weigel both predicted a draw against yeah, we did. every one of your co-hosts, basically. Yeah, it's like we know our clubs, Phil. I guess. <laughs> yes. No, uh, things that happened this match. Anthony Fontana fed Corey Burke for a really pretty finish first touch. Um, Steele held on. Well, unfortunately, um, one of our academy kids, Brendan Aronson, uh, decided to try to shoulder Forrest Lasso of all people off of the ball and um, ended up breaking his collarbone. Dude, I missed that part, but right before that, Burke got just shouldered real yeah. hard. Too. Yeah, we play each other really fun, don't we? Well, Lasso's putting his shoulder his full weight into these guys. Yeah, he's, uh, he's, I didn't a, he's a very large gentleman. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then uh, since he got a goal in the 81st, I think it was, it was late. Uh, maybe not that late, but it was late. And um, both teams that would have loved to get three points out of this end up with a draw. So uh, two very unhappy coaches at the end of the game. And I can tell you that um, Alan coach is not uh, looking forward to playing Pittsburgh because I asked him if they are uh, how to break Pittsburgh down. And he kind of laughed at, well, not at me, but at the idea of being able to do that. So, um, <laughs> and for steel, you know, you're off this week and then you get Louisville. So, you know, both teams that really could have used a win before some tough matches coming up and, and uh, they didn't get it. So. Yeah. I have to say that this game proves one thing. It's apparently the team of Cincinnati hates me as much as I apparently hate air quotes them because this is the first game all season. I didn't say Cincinnati is going to draw. So, Cincinnati decides to go out and, of course, draw. Make me still zero of four in picking Cincinnati games correctly. Hey, that's, I haven't drawn again, so either they're going to win or Pittsburgh's going to steal points this week. So Boop. it's not going to draw, I'll tell you that much. There you go. <clears throat> and, and hey, moving. Uh, yeah, what's up, Phil? I wanted to ask about them because do you feel like they have a little bit of the, the Red Bull syndrome in them where – they can attack really well certain games and then it won't look quite as good other games. Which which team? Oh, sorry, Bethlehem. Bethlehem. Or not really. Do you feel like they're pretty steady? Oh, did we lose Evan? I think we might have. I was waiting for him to answer, but... Yeah. He's still and, looking uh, up at the sky. I froze up earlier, so I think there's a little bit of a little bit of a connection issue. So mm-hmm. we'll give it a second, but we'll continue. Oh, did oh, he reconnect? Second, Evan. Look that question that. was that question was so good. I dropped the call. <laughs> um, now there's now I see two pictures of him. And it's yeah, hilarious. I know. I can grow one a thoughtful Evan. The other one is talking to Yeah, yeah. I'm very yeah. Um, no. Uh, sorry. Which uh, which which team did you oh, ask about? Bethlehem. Do you feel oh, oh. freaky with their their attack looks really good one day and not another, or do you think they're pretty steady? Um. Honestly, I, I think like it's been and and it's good. Like I'd much rather than play the teams that they've played now than in a couple months, just because I, I don't think uh, everyone's really hit their stride yet. Um, I'm I'm happy where they are. Uh, well, they're not happy where they are. I can tell you that um, in terms of finishing. Um, so, but I mean, it's one of those things where they're getting plenty of chances. It's just, you got to finish them off. So I would much rather them get plenty of chances and not, you know, have that final ball, um, than not get enough chances and have to work on actually getting in front of that. So the, the goals will come. Um, I, I just, you know, and the defense is really solid. Um, I think Prosper Chaluya has been uh, incredible in, in his first couple games playing soccer in the United States. Okay. <clears throat> 
Um, but, uh, you know, it's one of those things where I, I would much rather them be where they are now than where they could be, if that makes sense, to yeah. not answer your question, basically. Well, yeah, something that I got from them last year in the East when St. Louis played them is that they are such a team team. You know, like mm-hmm. every player is, is a big part of, of how you score the goal. Yep. And something I noticed I thought was has been standing out for FCC for me is that there are a lot of just individual incredible players on that yes. team and they just need to put it together. And obviously yep. that's kind of what we thought might happen is they'd have a rough start. Luckily they haven't been losing like crazy. Um, and it'll be really interesting if we start seeing, you know, Ledesma be able to connect to some other guys to, to score some goals. Cause it could be really, really gorgeous, incredible soccer by the end of the season if they can put it together. So, um, on air, I won't say who, just because that way, if we release before it actually gets announced, I won't be in too much trouble. But since he is adding someone tomorrow, oh my gosh! So today, by the again. time everyone's hearing this, again, yeah, Yikes. big um, former NASL guy, matter of fact. Mm-hmm. So uh, first, first USL appearance for for this guy. Um, so that'll be interesting. Center mid. Very interesting. Very interesting indeed. It'll be uh, he's a couple players. So yep, yep. The unrest rumors were at least a little bit true for some of yep. the bottom of the barrel guys, perhaps. Yeah, you'd, you'd have to think, um, and that's and that's expected. And, and I think everyone really um, expected that. It's hard to keep you know that many people happy when what they you know do and what they want to do is play ninety minutes every week. Yeah, you know. I can already see. I've seen several USL fans licking their chops at, at FCC yeah. overs. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, moving on to next week, uh, it starts off Toronto and North Carolina. Uh, we all have North Carolina taking this one, uh, which I think is a safe bet. Um, again, I, I still like Toronto. Um, I just think that North Carolina's turning a corner a little bit, and they can you know take some momentum um, into into this game. Hmm. Yep. Agree. I want to see Toronto improve. I, I really, do too. really do. So yeah. I hope that happens at some point this year. And then uh, Fresno, Fres, Fresno, Tulsa. No, which would be if they joined together and formed one super team. Um, hey, the Fresno uh, Fox next. Uh, yeah. I, got, I got a question. I got a question. So, yeah. what do we think is going to be the most likely game to get postponed this week? Uh, <laughs> Ottawa, because Ottawa. Yeah, yeah. Ottawa, North Carolina, oh. because why not? Yeah, it's because yeah. it's in the north. Yeah. Snow, things. Um, Good call. Yeah, Fresno's first game of the week against Tulsa. Um, we all have Fresno winning. Um, Pony is the only one that has Tulsa scoring. You're not that bad. <laughs> I know. I don't know, man. Have they? Won I don't want game? them to be that bad. I show me, show me Tulsa versus Toronto, and the loser of that game might be the worst in USL. I mean, remember they did put up the first game of the season was three two to Real over Tulsa, and Real scored two goals in the last like five minutes to do that. Uh huh. True. Doesn't mean a whole lot. It means they can play well for for if they want to eighty five minutes and switch it was, off. It was a home game though. This is a way. Yeah. <clears throat> and then Portland is up next. Yeah, Portland and, and RGV. Uh, Kev, how's it going? How are you feeling? I feel very confident about the game. Uh-huh. Why are you saying RGV is going to win? Um, I'm not. This is weird. I'm not totally sold on Portland right now. Only because I I, 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 I don't know. Like I know how two systems work with academies, and, and sometimes it's not as consistent as you want it to be and i know that's not really a thing for y'all but i i, I don't well, know here, here's the thing yeah <clears throat> i'm leaning towards portland because of two reasons one they return to merlot field so this is gonna be a home opener and it's gonna be back at merlot field it's gonna be the one of eight games this year at merlot field the other nine will be at providence park game so the home team has a home game on sunday t2 will have another home game on saturday um but midweek, it's at home. I mean, they could bring some people that might not normally play for T2, mm-hmm. some, some extra loan, loan guys down to get some minutes. That 
I know that in itself could disrupt a few things, but I have some faith in that. The, the what Cameron Nolas has been doing has uh, been providing. Ugh. Okay, bye, yeah. Kev. Um, yeah, so that's why this game's going to end in a draw. I think they'll be fine. All right. What? Oh, we, lost, I... we, uh, yeah, we lost your audio there for a solid like 40 seconds. Oh, well. Yeah. Never mind then. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like, no, I mean, you know, about playing at home. I think that was, uh, a big... yeah, playing at home. And then, you know, obviously Wednesday games when the first team plays in Portland as well on Sunday can always be interesting. Mm-hmm. Merlot Field, I think, is going to be a little bit better for him. I think they're going to have a, a better time at Merlot than they will at Providence Park because the fans will there be more fans, or at least it'll feel like there's more fans, and they're only like four feet from the touchline, so they can they can really get into the uh, opponents' um, heads. Nice to put it nicely. <laughs> I like them. I lo- when I watched Portland, I can't remember what game I watched, but I thought they looked good actually. I thought their attack was nice, and if they can keep defending, which I feel like they have been, uh, they can they can do better than what I expected from them this year for sure. Yeah, they can be a low end playoff team pretty easily. Yeah, which is a yeah. big step, big step, absolutely, big, step. big old step. Taking a big old piece out that log. <laughs> um, Moving on. Yeah, Sacramento and Colorado Springs. Uh, we're all thinking. Well, everyone but Pony and Kev are thinking Sacramento Republic at home. I think this one's close, though. It is. It's really close. I I couldn't decide, so I just that's figured I'd go draw. That's that's you can when do I that. When, when I can't decide, it's like, well, then it must end in a draw, right? Why that's not how, both? That's how it picks. Soccer, the only sport where you can you know feasibly say, hey, how about you know both oh. teams do a good thing, yeah. and and that's allowed. There you go. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of hedged the bets because Colorado Springs has been so unpredictable week to week. Like I said, Sacramento's good, but they're not elite. If Colorado Springs shows up, they're probably going to get a draw or maybe even threaten getting all three. But if a bad Colorado Springs shows up, Sacramento's going to easily control this game. It's just a matter of what's actually going to happen. Yeah. Uh, oh, Ottawa and North Carolina. Um, yeah, we... Wait, why do we have draws here? Good question. Let's ask Phil. Phil, what's up? What are we not allowed to have draws? We just talked. I mean, we can. I just it's Ottawa, man. I don't. It's Ottawa at home against North Carolina. Draws don't. If they get if they postpone, you don't get points for saying it was a draw. I I was about to say. Hold on. (laughs) Change that to PP real quick. Yeah, 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 (laughs) I got it. There it is. Postponed. No, so like, why are you feeling draw, man? What's what's uh what's not that sounds terrible to people up in Ottawa, but like you know what's what's having you hesitant to pick North Carolina or or hesitant to give Ottawa a win at home? Uh, I think, like I said before, North Carolina hasn't been doing too well, except for this last game, the 2-0. And Ottawa, I'm only giving them a goal because I feel like they're going to try to, like they, they're going to get a little desperate and feel like they got to perform in front of their home crowd because they just haven't been doing well. I have zero faith in Ottawa right now, and I'm giving them one because they're at home. So... That's how I put two and two together there, or one and one together. Fair enough. Um, Atlanta and Louisville. Um, uh, Phil, what do you, what do you, dude, what are you doing this week, man? Oh yeah, this is my one that I wanted to be different. Oh, okay, cool. Everyone's got Louisville, and um, we do because I mean they're really good, and it's Atlanta United too, who are also good. I, I like Atlanta United too, but it's it's Louisville. They've had sparks where they've been really, really good, I think. Yeah, but Louisville's just really, really good. <laughs> I feel like this could be like the ATL, UTD2, play the game of your lives against the best team in the league kind of well, thing. You did it. I did it. I, I feel like my 2-1 prediction in favor of Louisville might be too yeah. low. Yeah. I mean, I know Atlanta's good, and so I, I, I can see them getting two goals maybe, but... Louisville's better, so I almost went with like a three-two Louisville win, or a or a four-two. I just don't. I don't know. I feel like two ones just is gonna be not enough goals. In- Ugh. Yeah, I think Louisville's defense is too good to give up that many goals against yeah. Atlanta. I mean, Atlanta struggled a bit against Penn, who 
admittedly it's an okay defense, yep. but you should be hanging more than one goal on Penn if you want to be putting up goals on goals on Louisville. Yeah. Um, this one's difficult. Cincinnati and Pittsburgh, two teams that are well. I mean, this is a this is a potential playoff matchup at this point, which I didn't think I'd say really. Uh man. We're really split on this one. Uh myself and Phil have it since he win. Kevin Pony have a have a draw, a nil-nil draw at that, and Ryan has a Pittsburgh win. So Bob uh, sorry, Mongols guys, but uh, Ryan's got your back. Um I don't know. I think again, this just comes down to if Bob Lilly can look at what Steele did defensively against Cincinnati and do that better, he'll be great, which I, I think is a very realistic thing that he could do. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I, I I think Cincinnati is a team that runs excluding the second goalkeeper, even though, you know, there's quality there too. That's 17 guys deep that can hurt you. And I, I just think that it's got to start showing itself at some point. You know? But I don't, I don't think it's going to show against Pittsburgh. I think, I think we're going to get a Bob Lee special. It's going to be a nil nil draw. And that's a perfectly acceptable result for Pittsburgh as being there yep. away. Yep. Right. You also have to look of who has Cincinnati struggled with over the past two years, Charleston and Rochester, both who are their very good defensive team and who will just completely shut awesome. you down. And they're back here again. It's I have it zero zero, which of course means congratulations. It's going to be like a five, one blowout to somebody, but <laughs> I, I, I just see this being a very low scoring game where Lily ball comes into play and Cincinnati has to hope to get one goal and just bunker down and survive a Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh attack. who isn't all that great. Um, now to make a reference that I'll get and no one else will get, there used to be a program on MTV called rock and jock basketball. Um, and burned into my brain is basically the entire events of Rock and Jock Basketball 3 in 1998 that took place outdoors in the UCLA Pavilion, where um, the Violators, coached by Shaquille O'Neal, faced the Bricklayers, coached by Bill Walton. And they had a ball that was literally a disco ball that came into play at some point. I think, um, oh man, like Gary Payton took a free throw with it, and then like Sharif Abdurrahim maybe like dunked it anyway they used the disco ball uh it was it was a doubler um there was some some magical dean kane and and michael bergen action i think um these are 90s references like no one's business anyway is the lily ball like an actual ball that we want to see come into play at some point where it's like if pittsburgh advances it past the midway line that they like it counts as a goal <laughs> just a bowling ball it doesn't go anywhere oh man <laughs> yeah basically actually it's bob lily just comes out and takes the ball <laughs> for like five minutes and it's like yeah we don't need that it's fine i'll keep it <laughs> and then screams at them all to run harder <laughs> right right and then in the 85th minute the 25 point net and the 50 point net drop from the rafters and love it. you know queen latifah tries to score there we go <laughs> they're not playing vegas this week no, oh my god wait no i need to email them now okay dear uh, uh if anyone at las vegas lights is listening to this we need to start doing rock and jock soccer um every week <laughs> you will literally have an attendance of me every week and like 20 other people oh, but we'll pay no, a boatload of money and think about it with everyone that's in like residency there it could be like britney and celine and blink 182 and Penn and teller and like probably you can get Jonathan Taylor Thomas from Home Improvement slash the voice of Simba from The Lion King. Um, oh it would be they're amazing. Gonna kick, they're gonna kick around a disco ball. What disco ball filled with marijuana? Well, oh. so the it's marijuana like, would be provided in the locker room. Everyone would be really relaxed. I'll just say that. <laughs> um, moving on to talk about less interesting things. Uh, Penn FC. In their in, oh excuse me in their first ever home opener in franchise history, mind you, taking on Charleston Battery. This is very much less interesting. Yeah. I can't think of anything that is less interesting in this game. Um, post no no. Yeah, um, Phil, you have Penn FC winning. Oh yeah, that's what I was saying. If Tommy Heineman plays, perhaps. Ah. Yeah. yeah, there you go. 
I'll change it if I find out he's out for three, four weeks or the season. Fair enough. Guys, can we move on to a much more interesting? That's not to discredit two whole teams or anything. Um, <laughs> but uh, moving on to a much more interesting game Tampa Bay and Salt Lake City are playing each other. So whoever comes up to the USL schedule, thank you for a gift from the heavens. This is potentially okay. your like USL Cup final. So my only question is why is there an East West team playing each other in the middle of the season? It seems um, I mean, I like the matchup. It's I love great. the matchup. I, I'm going There's to do two that are happening. So I know last year it was either you played a third team three, uh, like three teams three times, or you got an East Coast West Coast. Um. Oh yeah. But this so, year, there's too many teams. Right. I, so well, I don't know what this is. I don't know if it's like a, hey, like we want to play these guys because that would be a really, you know, fun game. And it's a way for us to test ourselves outside of our conference. Um, and I could see both SLC and Tampa Bay agreeing to do that. So maybe they were like, sure, let's do it. I, I can only assume that it's up to the teams to do that. Yeah. Um, because I think there were two games. That, aren't we playing two teams in each um, each? Each team plays two of their teams three times instead yep. of twice. So yeah, we're back to we're back to that. Oh yeah. Yeah. So look, you get two extra games. You get to maybe choose a cool one. I wish more teams would do this because this is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But gas money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I have Salt Lake City winning this one. I I I don't know why, but I, I don't think that they're going to be as intimidated by Al Lang as as a lot of the Eastern Conference teams are. Um, and I think they're, I honestly, I, I think they're the best team in the league. Mm. Right now. Right I, now. I, right I now. Yeah, still Tampa at home. Pick Tampa. Move on. There you go. Fair yep. enough. Colorado Springs and Seattle. Um, I'm feeling Seattle on this one. I'm not terribly sure why um, away, but I, I don't know. They're, they're a sneaky good team, I think. Um, mm. And, and. You know, not that Colorado Springs are, are bad by any stretch, but I, I think Seattle can can steal one on the road here. Uh, we've seen crazier things happen this this season, and um, so I'll, I'll take Seattle and be contrarian again. I know Portland did it, but I rarely vote uh, go against Colorado Springs at home. You know, so I put a one zero win for Colorado. And obviously, I'm always going to pick the team that's not Seattle. So Colorado <laughs> Springs at home. 1-0 because they're not Seattle. Moving on. Next one. We got some other you got some news to talk about. So let's chop chop. We do, we do, we do. Uh Oklahoma City St. Louis. Uh Phil, you have a draw. The rest of us that are currently in this call have wins for, for you guys. <laughs> um, why are we wrong, I guess? No, I don't know if you are. I'm interested to see if anyone comes back next week, but sure. I just they're not at full strength and OKC is getting desperate, I think, at home right yeah. now. And um, I think if St. Louis was to drop one in the next several games, this was one of the ones I thought they might they might screw up. And a draw isn't too bad of a screw up when you're away. So I put one one. Uh, yeah, and and you know it's one of those things. I'll remind everybody um, in case you don't know, we record on Tuesdays, so we don't really have the luxury of having injury reports uh, that we might on like Thursday or Friday. Um, so yep. take that as you wish. Uh, speaking of things that we uh, we don't have the luxury of having Thursday or Friday, except for we do. Uh, if you go to our website, uslshow.com, there's a, there's a button that says Soccer Loco, and you can click that 24-7, 365, and my boy DK will literally hand-deliver you items from their store. That's not true. Uh, but they will, uh, they will, in fact, deliver you the hottest soccer merch. Would you like to celebrate Manchester City's 2018 Premier League winning season? like I do with the hot new Kevin the Brunia kit or just kind of Manchester city gear in general. Soccer loco has got you covered. Maybe you want to buy a, um, uh, Jonathan Astorio kit from Toronto FC. Cause you like the work you put in against Chivas tonight, or maybe in fact, you want to buy a Chivas kit cause you don't like MLS or something, you know, <laughs> soccer loco has got you sorted out. Let's check them out. USSocial.com little button. It's a soccer loco. It's a blue, uh, white and orange logo. Or for people that are colorblind, it is a gray, gray and gray logo. Just different shades. Um, so yeah, what's up, DK? How you living? Cool. <laughs> Easy enough. Easy, Easy enough. Here. That's my excuse to talk about like the Premier League every week. Oh, or if you want a Wolverhampton Wolf shirt, because they're coming up. 
I think you can get that there. I haven't checked, to be honest, but, you know. There you go. That was your English soccer 20 seconds. It was also an ad read. Uh, next game, Phoenix and Swell Park. Um, just because they didn't get the privilege to play last week, right? Yeah, I'm, I have Phoenix in this one. And Phoenix is at home, and they're really tough out at home. Yeah, these are both two solid teams. I think it's going to be high scoring because both offenses are good. Both defenses have looked a little bit suspect at times, but I think Phoenix comes away with it purely because it's at home. If it was at Swope Park, I probably would reverse the score in how Swope Park winning this one. Pony, I was going to say exactly every word you just said. <laughs> Perfect. Saving well, time. Uh, you know, yeah. So, um, but I put 4 3 because I want a really exciting high scoring game. Could be a fun one to watch. Could be. In the uh, in the second interconference game this week, <laughs> for whatever reason, uh, Los Dos play host to uh, New York Red Bull Two, um, and I wonder if that's because the first teams. Are yes, meeting. they did that last year too. I think. All right, cool. Yeah, this was last year's match. Uh, great. So uh, we all have New York just stomping LAFC two or LA. Whoops, <laughs> sorry, LA Galaxy two. Um, only because you know the Galaxy Two are not good and Red Bull Two are maybe good, but like you know, definitely a safer bet than the Galaxy in this one. Yeah, yeah let's be honest. On the non-existent LAFC Two, probably has a better chance of winning this game than LA does. It's <laughs> true. It's true. Yeah. It might be true. Uh, and then last game of the weekend, Fresno and San Antonio. Um. I have Fresno. Everyone else has draws. The only reason I have Fresno, take a guess. It's a home game for them. Yep. Close teams, Western yep. Conference, slow yep. West Antonio. I think I love that both conferences are a log jam at this point. Yeah, they are. It's really Makes good. It fun. It does, for sure. Yeah, I think we missed the Portland Reno game, though. You want to talk about what you think about that one? Well, I think with Reno being a little bit off kilter. And again, this is the second game Portland gets to play at Marlowe Field. I'm going for a home team win. Even with the legs? Yeah. Well, I, again, I think if, if they rotate players on Wednesday where they have mm-hmm. a better chance of winning and then focus you know, some fresher legs that are more, on their more consistent 11 on Saturday, they could potentially get six points out of both home games. It's possible. This is a point of the year for Reno last season went from being, hey, look, they might be the worst team in the league to, oh, yeah, Reno's actually good. So mm. I'm going to back Reno. It's at home. Reno's not an easy spot to go in and win. Mm-hmm. Colorado Springs did it commandingly, but it's also a similar elevation. I'm going to Portland does not play that high. It's it's in Portland. Yeah, Pony, what it do you is? Okay, yeah. wow. <laughs> Disregard everything I just said. Also, like <laughs> Reno, because I'm stubborn and going to stick to my guns. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Portland gets a pair of home games Wednesday and Saturday. So I'm gonna see where Weehan is the night before, and that's what I'm gonna pick. That's fair. Okay, so we'll we'll wait. Um, yeah. yeah. So that is our uh, that is our weekend review for week five and our and our week of the week for week six, our picks for week six. That's what I wanted to say. Um, yeah. Uh, ESPN Plus. ESPN Plus. Talk about. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm still. I, I think we got to give it a little bit to to have enough people get mad at it, so so they can actually treat USL like it's a league that paid to do things. Does that make sense? Um, Kev, I guess we'll start with you. Where where can people find you on the on the Twitters? Um, at Kamakamish PDX to reach out to me directly. You can also find me at PTK Podcast at Stumptown Footy, and uh, I'm at StumptownFooty.com, PlaytheKids.com. Um, I'm all over the place. Cool. Uh, Phil, how about yourself? Phil Grooms, two L's, two O's, STL Soccer Report on Twitter. That's it. Uh, and and uh, you do a podcast as well, just. Yeah, the STL Soccer Report is my podcast for St. Louis. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, show you some love. <laughs> Pony, how about yourself? Where can people find you on the Twitter and things and things? Always on Twitter at, at Iron Pony Chef. If you want to send me hate mail, you can also find me on Twitter at, at ILM <laughs> underscore Ryan. Hey, we're doing that one again. Let's do that one again. 
Um, if for whatever reason you want to hear more of my voice or, or, or I don't know, read more of my things at Valella Wiesmaker, I L L E L L A B S F C. Um, where else can you find me? Oh, you can find this show that you're listening to currently at the USL show on Twitter. Thank you for the 1200 something of you, which is crazy. Um, I randomly checked today and we had like four new followers. So thank you. Um, things that I want you to be aware of. Uh, a, we have stickers. We have 50 stickers. If you'd like stickers, feel free to DM us or get in touch. Um, in some other way. I don't know how I want you guys to do that other way. Uh, but if you, if you give us a DM, again, I want to do very much a pay what you want kind of thing because, again, it's crazy that there's people that financially support us every month on Patreon, which if you'd like to do that, um, uslshow.com, there's a there's a, a link there or just uh, patreon.com backslash the USL show. So um, that works for sure. Uh, other than that, I think we're good to get out of here. So um, on behalf of Kev, Pony, and Phil, this has been your host, Evan Malala, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Take care.